When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome in to the first edition of the Future Brew podcast for 2023. My name is Vaughn Lozon, site manager for SB Nation's Maize and Brew. We're going to be talking some Michigan Wolverines recruiting today, as we always do on this podcast. I just want to bring in my co-host here, John Simmons. He is a recruiting contributor here at maizeandbrew.com. John, uh, disappointing way to end 2022 with the loss in the Fiesta Bowl. But other than that, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, I guess. The Yeah, it's been quite the last, what is it, three days for Michigan. Um, so hopefully things turn around for the program soon. Yeah, you certainly hope so, because not only did Michigan lose in the college football playoff to TCU, hell of a game, but came up just short. Now, the main thing that we're going to talk about today, if you uh, haven't already seen the title of this podcast, is uh, the Harbaugh to the NFL rumors and and the teams that have reached out to him and reciprocated interest, um, potentially. So let's let's just get into that, and we're going to give it a recruiting angle as far as how this could impact 2024's recruiting class, because I think it's got a really good shot to be a very good class for Michigan. So let's just chat about this, John. I mean, no introduction really needed here. Uh, On New Year's Day, it it is really when all of this started happening on Twitter with uh, the report from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, Tom Pelissero, as well, saying that uh, Denver, the Denver Broncos are interested in Jim Harbaugh. It's very possible that the Indianapolis Colts, who have an interim head coach at the very moment uh, in Jeff Saturday, that they would be interested in having a conversation with Jim Harbaugh about a head coaching vacancy. Potentially, it's still very possible that they keep Jeff Saturday at a full-time capacity as their head coach, but that has yet to be seen, so we don't really know what's going to happen with the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job, but the Denver Broncos recently fired Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach, so they are certainly in the market for a head coach this offseason, and as of today, so we're recording on January 3rd, as of today, it appears that the Carolina Panthers owner uh, had reached out and had a conversation with Jim Harbaugh regarding their uh, head coaching vacancy as well, uh, following Matt Rule being fired from them earlier this year. So when it comes to recruiting, John, we saw this last year 
when Harbaugh had interest in leaving Michigan for the NFL, the one that really sticks out to everybody is the Minnesota Vikings head coach job that he was certainly in the running for. He took a private plane over to Minnesota and interviewed for the job. It was widely reported that he was expected to end up signing a deal in Minnesota and that he wouldn't have went on a plane um, to go to Minnesota unless it was pretty much guaranteeing a job offer at that point. Obviously, he did not get that. So he came back to Ann Arbor and coached Michigan to another Big Ten championship, another win over Ohio State, and another college football playoff spot. So the way that it impacted this past recruiting cycle, though, I think it hasn't really been talked about a whole lot recently uh, just because they were able to seal the deal with a lot of highly ranked guys at the end of the cycle with Jair Hill, the four-star cornerback, Carmelo English being a four-star wide receiver who ended up committing and signing with the Wolverines during the early signing period. Uh, But a lot of the momentum that Michigan had in the 23 class early on was halted because of the Harbaugh to Minnesota Vikings rumors. And then the job opportunity that he eventually had and and interviewed for in in February. And he, the optics of it did not look good, John. He did that interview on signing day, the February signing day. So February of 2022, Uh, it, it just did not look good. And obviously he didn't end up getting that job, but a lot of the recruiting momentum that they had really stopped at that point or somewhere around that point. They had uh, a positive momentum in the 23 class. They had a, they had a four-star defensive lineman that the name escapes me, John. And I don't know if uh, Harbaugh's stuff with this really mattered. He ended up decommitting. I believe he ended up signing with North Carolina, Uh, but Raylan Wilson, the four-star linebacker is obviously, uh, a, a guy that I remember very fondly being a, a, a top 50, top 100 uh, four-star player was a guy that uh, Michigan had at the top of their linebacker board in the class. He committed early and then decommitted. Uh, it, I think it was last this past summer, sometime in June or July, but they had a lot of success early on, kind of fizzled out. And I think a lot of it had to do with the Harbaugh to NFL discussions, the, interview that he had obviously a lot of finger pointing uh, towards NIL as well but I think the the Harbaugh to the uh, professional level uh, it's it's always on the minds of people John and I think it was one reason why Jair Hill may have taken a little bit longer than he may have hoped for uh, in his recruitment as he ended up signing and committing on the first day of the signing period but it seemed like the Hill family specifically Jair Hill's mother was not really sold on Jair going to Michigan because of the uncertainty of Harbaugh being at Michigan long-term. So uh, I know I just said a lot and I threw a lot at you, John, but I just want to pass it over to you as far as if you think that uh, any momentum that they have in the 24 class could be stopped, halted, uh, whatever term you want to use because of the ongoing Harbaugh to NFL rumors because they're really just rumors at this point. There's nothing substantive to come out of this. He hasn't interviewed anywhere. Uh, he has not accepted a job anywhere. Uh, but just a few days after the season ended, uh, it's really seeming like discussion is starting to pick up here. I think it can have a very negative impact on recruiting the 24 class. What do you think, John? 
Yeah, I definitely think it's going to have a negative impact for uh, Michigan's recruiting efforts there. You know, obviously these kids want to know who their head coach is going to be, and uh, they want some stability in the program. But seeing this the first time, you know, I think caused a huge issue with um, the 2023 class. You know, Michigan's class wasn't one you'd expect coming off of two straight Big Ten championships and uh, playoff appearances. And I think the uh, Harbaugh's dalliance with the NFL was a large reason why. So I think for it to happen two off-seasons in a row, only kind of hammers home the fact that he's looking to leave. And uh, I don't think recruits are going to miss that. And I think they're going to see that he's, if he keeps, you know, acting like this, then he's not going to be around for their entire time um, while they're at Michigan, whether it be three, four or five years, whatever it is. And, you know, they, the adage usually goes that like pick a school because of the school, not because of a coach, but the truth is, I mean, that's going to play a huge role in why you choose a school and stuff. And if you don't know, if you know that the coaching staff isn't there for long, then it's going to be hard to to choose that and trust them to develop you for the next few years in college. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Yeah, I, I want to kind of bounce off the thought of you, you don't pick a school for the head coach. You pick it for the school. But honestly, I, I would say probably 90% of kids, if not more, choose the school at the end of the day because of the relationships that they have with the coaching staff. And at the very top of that is the head coach. He's the person responsible for quite literally everything the team does and it's the leader of the program. You saw this offseason, Jeff Brom left Purdue, took a head coaching job at Louisville, and you saw several players from Purdue get into the transfer portal and end up transferring to Louisville to follow their head coach there. So, yeah, I, I think there is a little bit of that aspect as well as far as kids want to play for just one guy. I mean, they don't want to have to – have a head coach who's constantly flirting with the NFL or has interest in leaving for the NFL, because at that point you would more than likely have that player get into the transfer portal and leave the university of Michigan, which I would imagine there would be a plethora of current players on uh, the, or with the program right now who would end up transferring if Harbaugh ends up leaving for an NFL job. And it would be really unfortunate with that, but also kind of just bringing it back to recruiting uh, as far as the 2024 class goes, John, I mean, they've, they've got some positive stuff going on so far in this 24 class. They've got 
four currently committed players, and three of them are four-star prospects. The fourth one, who is not a four-star prospect, is an unranked international defensive lineman. So you hope that at some point he ends up getting a star ranking. But at the end of the day, most of the international guys don't end up being highly ranked guys anyway. So uh, really don't take that much uh, into consideration for that recruit. But the three other players... Uh, being f- four-star players, it, it really speaks volumes. And, and obviously the one that I'm particularly excited about is Luke Hamilton, the four-star offensive lineman from Ohio who committed to Michigan shortly after defeating Ohio State. And uh, wins like that and the stability of the program have a lot to do with players committing to uh, the program, especially down the road in the 24 class. I mean, they have a commit in the 2025 class as well from a very highly ranked player, Chris Ewald, a four-star cornerback from Florida. He alone has Michigan's 2025 class ranked as the number four overall class in the country. As far as the 24 class goes, with those four uh, players committed, they have the 14th ranked class in the country. That's all according to the composite ranking on 247sports.com. But they have a lot going for them in 24 other than the committed guys, John. They've got so many other highly ranked players that they're going after. And five stars galore. You look at Ryan Wingo, the wide receiver from St. Louis, Missouri. He's strongly considering Michigan, although it seems to be more of an SEC recruitment as of late. But he's still considering Michigan. Justin Scott, a five-star defensive lineman from Chicago, Illinois. Obviously, Jaden Davis, the five-star quarterback from North Carolina, he is a strong Michigan lean at this point. I mean, so many other highly ranked kids uh, that have considered Michigan or have put Michigan in their top list, and the last two seasons have had a, honestly, probably the majority of the reasons to do with all of that, outside of maybe a guy like Brady Priscorn, who is a uh, in-state player, Uh, Grew up a Michigan fan. He's a top 100 player at the tight end position from Rochester, Michigan. But a lot of these other guys, as I'm scrolling on the prospects list on 247sports.com, John, uh, a lot of these guys are out of region prospects. KJ Bolden, a five-star safety. Uh, Jaden Davis would be, I would consider, an out-of-region prospect for Michigan. King Joseph Edwards is a a fringe five-star athlete being recruited as an edge or a tight end, depending on the program, but he's from Georgia. Uh, Just so many other kids. I mean, you just look at from top to bottom, they're going after a ton of top 100, top 200 players. And if Harbaugh ends up leaving, obviously there would be a lot of uh, uh, shuffling of the board there. But even with the discussion of Harbaugh talking to Carolina or there being interest from Denver, or if Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, want to ha- wants to have a conversation with Jim Harbaugh about their head coaching job. Uh, a lot of these prospects that are on the board for Michigan still in the 24 class, I would imagine, John, and y- you can you know, have a differing opinion, and-, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, is that they would probably start to look elsewhere as this entire uh, process plays out, because like I said, with the way it went last year with the February signing day is when he went to Minnesota to interview for that job. Uh, That was in February and current day it's January 3rd. There's a lot still to be played out, John, if it ends up taking that long. So I, I would anticipate a lot of these top end 2024 guys 
uh, would end up looking elsewhere and would probably be negatively recruited uh, for Michigan, I should say. Uh, so the, the SEC schools like Alabama, I mean, Tennessee, Georgia, I mean, even Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, the rivals, they would probably uh, negatively recruit Michigan with the guys that they are going after, the highly regarded guys at the very least to say, hey, Jim Harbaugh, the last few seasons, he's been looking to leave. Why would you want to go to a place like Michigan when you can come here and have stability with, you know, whether it's Ryan Day or James Franklin, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, whoever the coach is. So there's really a lot of negativity riding uh, on this and this uh, potential uh, situation with uh, Harbaugh potentially leaving for the NFL if it comes to that point. But again, I know I I just threw a lot at you, John, uh, but uh, just take me through uh, your thoughts as far as uh, the 2024 prospects that they're going after, how it would negatively affect them uh, as far as Michigan's chances with these guys. And then also just the fact that uh, all these other programs, because you know, John, that all these other programs are going to be using this uh, as a negative recruiting pitch as far as it uh, as far as it goes for Michigan, uh, potentially, you know, if it's, you know, Jaden Davis, maybe. Uh, Clemson uses that to their advantage because Clemson is a, a a top school of choice for Jane Davis. If I were Clemson, I would certainly use this as a, a negative recruiting pitch to uh, try and sway him away from Michigan to their school. But uh, again, John, I, I know I threw a lot at you, but just give me your thoughts on uh, all of that. Uh, yeah, I think it will not do Michigan any favors with 2024. Um, that you definitely see with how that went in the previous class. And I think just the timing of this, I mean, it it's still early in the cycle where if something happens, Michigan will be able to make up ground, but they have to act quickly. Like last year, one of the biggest issues was that the process dragged out so long. Um, you know, it was like a full month of these uh, rumors and interviews and all this stuff going back and forth. And, just Michigan being kind of stuck in limbo, not being able to go out and recruit fully and say with confidence who their head coach is going to be. So uh, I think that really killed it. So if if Harbaugh is going to leave, I mean, Michigan really has to push that it happens sooner rather than later, and they can't just be waiting around this whole time. So because that just kills, you know, valuable time in recruiting and getting guys up on campus and all that stuff. Um, so I think if – Michigan wants to um, recover from this. There is going to be negative recruiting regardless. I think Michigan can kind of do its best to counter against that if Harbaugh stays or leaves, but I think they just need to, it needs to happen quickly so they can not let other teams, um, you know, build up ground and they can start securing in commitments, you know, getting someone like Jaden Davis as a highly touted quarterback and leader of the class would go um, a long way in helping you know, the rest of the class build around him. So if they kind of blow their shot with him because of this uh, waiting around and not uncertainty with Harbaugh, it's really going to hurt them in a multitude of ways. It'd be really unfortunate if they ended up losing a guy like Jane Davis because of all of this nonsense really going on. I mean, nonsense with uh, the program, the athletics department. I mean, Harbaugh himself. I mean, it, it really is just... A, a lot of nonsense that's going on. And I, I wrote a column about this that was published on Maze and Brew yesterday. And you can go 
read it if you'd like, but pretty much, pretty much what you said, I am fully on board. They need to do something about this quick. And, and a large reason of why I'm saying that is because of recruiting and because, I mean, the proof is in the pudding with the 23 class. They could have had a much better class, much more highly ranked players in the 23 class if it hadn't been for how long the process took for Jim Harbaugh uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. It really took a a really long time, and it it stunted the growth potential of that 23 class. And and they really do need to make this quick uh, with Harbaugh, whether it's he leaves or he stays. uh, They got to do something. They got to whip up a contract extension for him, make him uh, one of the highest-paid coaches in the country, I I would argue that he's more than earned that, especially in the Big Ten at the very least, and make him one of the highest paid coaches in the Big Ten uh, for sure. Uh, It's it it just something needs to be done, and it needs to be done really fast because the longer that this drags on, the more likely that you are going to have a situation like the twenty three class with the twenty four class. It's just going to keep going on. I mean, it's like Groundhog Day. It's just uh, over and over and over again uh, as far as this Harbaugh and NFL stuff. And it's just going to hurt the program. It's going to hurt recruiting. Uh, It's going to hurt in a multitude of ways. But obviously, you hate to see something like this drag on for so long and end up hurting your chances uh, with recruits in this 24 class, especially with all the highly ranked guys that I had mentioned. And there are so many others that I did not mention that they are in on that you can go look at their recruiting profiles all you want. Uh, But the fact is that they have a potential to have, in my opinion, John, uh, at the very least a top 10 class, if not higher than that, wouldn't be surprised if it's a top five class. Um, And they really need to do this fast. I know I keep saying this, but uh, you know, Harbaugh last month before the uh, college football playoff, he said that he will be enthusiastically coaching the Wolverines in 2023. Nobody remembers that at this point. Nobody paid paid attention to that really at the time that he said it. And I really wish that (laughs) I would have snuck it into Trevor Woods's ear when he was at the Fiesta Bowl just to ask Harbaugh, like, hey, no, you said this a few weeks ago, but do you want to reiterate it? Because you know that there's going to be a report out in the next 24 hours uh, detailing interest from NFL teams for you. I really, really wish I would have told Trevor to ask that question to Harbaugh, but I digress. It, it just, something needs to be done. I mean, as, even a statement on the Michigan football Twitter account saying that you are unequivocally preparing to coach the Michigan Wolverines in 2023. Can't wait for the season going to hit the ground running and try and win the big 10 championship for a third year in a row, beat Ohio state, achieve all your goals, try and get to the national championship next year. Just do something, something that proves that Harbaugh is going to be around for 2023 and beyond. This is only hurting recruiting and your program each and every day that passes that it doesn't happen, that they don't put a statement out on Twitter, that an extension hasn't been made uh, to Jim Harbaugh that hasn't been offered to him. So it, it really is the best possible solution. Just, just offer him a blank check. Just say, you know what, here, here's the checkbook, you know, put your number on there that you want and we'll go from there. And that would really just, it, obviously not realistic by any means uh, if you're Ward Manual, but uh, would definitely end this situation uh, really quick and probably, 
get Harbaugh to stay here. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, money is going to play a, a factor, whether you want to think that or not, money does play a factor. It, it's always a factor for anybody. If you don't think it's a factor, then you're crazy. Um, even the, the most rich coaches on planet earth, they're still going to want the money and the most money possible. And uh, e- even if it comes with uh, Harbaugh wanting the respect of uh, his higher ups within the University of Michigan, uh, offering him more money will kind of show that respect, especially given that he took a pay cut prior to the 2021 season. And what has he done since then, since having that pay cut? He's won two Big Ten championships. He's beaten Ohio State twice. He's gone to the college football playoff twice. And he was really damn close to getting to the national championship this year. Uh, hopefully they can get there next year if he's the coach. But yeah, it would just be really unfortunate, John, if uh, if this dragged on for another month, uh, month plus. I mean, it's just the last thing that you want is to have this be another offseason story. And it's been an offseason story for years at this point, pretty much since Harbaugh's been in Ann Arbor. There's always been a story out there, whether it's 2017, 2018, 2019. I mean, the receipts are on Google. I mean, you can search Jim Harbaugh, NFL, 2018, 2019, whatever year you want to search. There's going to be a story about it. I guarantee it. Uh, but again, just really unfortunate that it's it's back again. Shouldn't have been surprised. Uh, the month of January is notorious for this stuff, John. And uh, I, I really can't wait for this to be over so we can actually talk about uh, positive recruiting news and uh, potential commitments and and visits and top lists and things like that. The things that made us interested in covering recruiting in the first place are really, <laughs> really looking forward to getting back to those days and uh, being able to cover uh, Michigan football recruiting in a positive light. But uh, John, that's honestly, I, I feel like that's all the thoughts I have uh, off the top of my head. And uh, I, I think I've aired my grievances. Do you have any other final thoughts or uh, anything that you wanted to uh, uh, say regarding anything that I just said? Yeah, I think it's just that's one of the frustrating parts is that if I mean, there are conflicting reports, whether these rumors and stuff are true or not. But um, either way, you know, it's just frustrating to know that uh, Harbaugh has to know that like this um, constant uncertainty harms the program and I don't think he has ill will for Michigan in general and he wants them to succeed no matter what you know that was his mission to come back and bring them back the program back to where it's traditionally been so just like this this actively harms the program and he has to know that so it's just kind of confusing and frustrating as to why he you know allows it to continually happen um so if he feels like he's done his job here and wants to go back to the NFL like that's fine but, you know, you just hope he does it in the, the best way possible to keep the the momentum and, uh, you know, good things that he's brought to the program around and kind of maintain his positive legacy here. Yeah, I, I agree with with all of that, quite honestly. I, you really I, I know that Harbaugh is aware that uh, this is a negative, negative situation for Michigan, for recruiting. I mean, pretty much for everything. And. He definitely knows that, and uh, yeah, you would just hope, wish that uh, he would put something out there. I know he hasn't really been much of a social media Twitter guy over the last few years, but 
even just something. I mean, just any sort of, hey, I'm here for for the long haul, go blue. Um, Even something like that would would go a long way. But uh, that remains to be seen if that will happen. Hopefully it happens soon. Hopefully it happens really soon because the longer it goes, like I said, recruiting is just going to suffer because of it. But uh, honestly, I think that's all we got for today. Hopefully we can come back with a, uh, a, a an addition of Future Brew soon and uh, actually talk about some recruiting. But until then, thanks for listening. Always appreciate the feedback and support. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. You can follow John on Twitter at Simmons underscore John. Follow Mason Brew, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the YouTube page, all that good stuff. And we would certainly appreciate you subscribing to the Mason Brew Podcast Network and giving five-star reviews if you are so inclined to do so. We appreciate all of that. So thank you very much for listening. We will be back soon with another edition of Future Brew.